Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. You are live on the hot seat with the coach. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you're on Legacy Internet Radio, of course, and you are on the hot seat with the coach. I am your host, Coach Mears, and tonight's special guest is none other than the international speaker, author, and life coach, Shanisa S. Ewing going to be live with us we heard from her a little bit earlier on the previous show she dropped in just to drop a nugget in our spirit but i'm going to have her live in about five minutes so you guys stay tuned and next up it's going to be miss ewing Good afternoon, guys. You are live on the hot seat with the coach, and I am your host, Coach Mayers. And tonight, our special guest is going to be none other than life coach, international speaker, Miss Shanisa S. Ewing. And she's about to call in, and we're going to have her on. And we are just super excited about what she's about to drop in our spirit. Good afternoon. You are live on the hot seat with the coach. I am your host, Coach Mears. Miss Ewing, how are you? I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I know that you are tired. I've been following you. Of course, the world has followed you. You are just all over the place, and, and I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, I do apologize for getting our time just a little bit mixed up earlier, but I know that you're, in, uh, that you're a busy, busy lady, and I want to take this time to get your uh, thoughts on a few topics tonight, if possible. And also, I want you to introduce the world, or at least my world, Legacy Internet Radio, to who Shanice S. Ewing is and what you do for a living. Now, before I start, um, let's, let's just break through the ice and say it's nice to talk to you again. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know it has. It has been a long, long time. And so, yeah, I know it's great to hear from you as well. It's, yeah. We've had a, a long history for sure. Yeah, you've been doing your thing. Um, you know, you've been all over the world, of course. I know uh, some of the things that you do because, you know, of course, we have some history. But please take a minute or let me take a minute just to read, you know, just a small bio that I got from you. Um, you are a certified international transformation life coach, speaker, and author. You have... Uh, the Uncovering the New You LLC that you developed in 2010, and you completed a life coaching school in 2016. You started mm -hmm. the, the Uncovering the New You LLC originally as a fitness company. Originally as a fitness company. So that's just something that just sparked a new area that you could go into and this transformed that into becoming a life coach. Is that correct? Well, it was more so of a mindset thing. Uh, one thing about fitness or sports in general is that your mind has to be there. 
Right. You've got to position yourself, you know, to be ready. You've got to, you know, gear yourself up mentally to be prepared for the game, for the competition. And one of the things that I found out about one of the reasons why people fail, when I go say they're going to fail, that's the wrong word to use, but they quit or they delay their progress or delay their, uh, their desire to even start anything, they are not ready mentally. You know, it's too hard. I don't have time. Um, you know, I've got other things to do. It can wait. Our health is put on a back burner for so much. And then in sports as well, you know, we go out, we, we want to win. And when we don't, we become defeated. And it delays our progress going forward about how we can improve versus, you know, saying, um, you know, they're focused about the now, about the loss, instead of saying, you know, now I've got to get on my grind to do better. And so, yes, I transitioned it from a fitness company into a life coaching company focusing on the mindset and the perspective of our circumstances. I tell you what, you know, you have been an inspiration to me so much um, on a daily basis because, you know, you, you do a lot of things on Facebook and Instagram where you drop daily nuggets in people's spirit. But one of the things that you really said, uh, it was quite a while ago, that really, I kind of, not stole it, but I kind of stole it, was <laughs> rethink, reset, and try again, you know? And, yes. and And when you said that one day, it was just like, it was in my spirit. It was like, holy shenanigans, Batman. You know, that's something that just, you know, because oftentimes you have to kind of reset, rethink, yes. you know, and, and do this thing again because you made a mistake. And and so I took that in my, that's the way I took it in my life. But I know that there's so many ways that, you know, you can probably expound on that because it is yours, of course. Yes. I mean, when you reset yourself, you have to, st you know, step back and look at it. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I doing? Why did I do it? And reevaluating the process because everything we do is a process. I mean, from cooking dinner is a process. Getting in your car is a process. Waking up in the morning, it's a process. And so when you reset, when you restart, you know, you're resetting first, you're getting yourself together. Then you're looking at it like, all right, I know I can do this. I've got to take that step back. You reevaluate your process, rethink the situation, and then you restart it. So you don't have to necessarily quit. You just reevaluate the process. Understood. And as you uh-huh. Now, here's one of the things that I do wanted to, to, to say um, before we go deeper, because I want to start this thing in a chronological order if I could. Um, okay. Now, we talked about some of your certifications and some of the things you do, but your qualifications, you know, you have a Bachelor of Science in Biological Science, you have a Master's of Science in Sports and Exercise Psychology, a doctorate. Um, you're just, I mean, immensely qualified. Um, you know, you're, 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 like you said, you're, you're a current service person, right, in the United States Army? I am. I am. How do you find the time, first of all, to accomplish <laughs> all of this? Time management and drive, you know, um, you got to have, you know, three D's that I live by is um, my dedication, my discipline, and my determination. Those are three D's that I live by when it comes to anything that I do. And, and when you're putting in certain situations in life, you have to know how to manage them um, in order to succeed. You know, a lot of us are afraid of success. And we fear the work that is required to get those things done in order to be successful. And with that, it's a matter for me. I, I, I was a single mom for over seven years before I met my husband. And the only support I had was my mom and my dad, my brother, grandmother, aunt, you know, but it was my family. 
And I had to get on my grind to provide. And so with me being in the military, I was a reservist for quite a while, but most of my time has been active duty. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I've got to have more than the military. I've been in 18 years, going on 19 next year. Um, and education was a part of that, you know, provides validity to my, to my, to who I am. You know, you want somebody to be qualified. You just don't want them to be certified. You want them to be qualified, have that experience, be the expert in their field. And, and so management of time. Time management and knowing what you're going for, understanding what your purpose is. Now, My purpose is to serve. You know what? I, I, I tell you, one of the things that, that I've always admired about you from afar, and I've never had a chance to tell you this, and I will now. One of the things I admired <laughs> about you from afar is the fact that you are probably one of the most driven person persons that I, I've, I've ever met. Um, and, and you just, you have a, an uncanny knack of just wanting to do more, wanting to, 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 to get better. And I've seen it, you know, and I've, I've followed you. Um, the reason why I requested this interview is because it's, it's time for the world to see what I see as well. Um, and moving on. I appreciate on with, that. <laughs> you know, and, and no, really, seriously, I wanted to tell you this a long time ago, but one of the things that, that I wanted to do, I wanted to break this thing out in chronological order. Tell our listeners here where you went to school, uh, college. I went to Virginia Union University. I am a VU alumni. Yes. There we go. There we go. And of course, Legacy Internet Radio is ran also um, El Capitan. Uh, Marcus Johnson is also a proud member of the Virginia Union uh, University alumni. So he was very happy to hear that you were going to be on. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for putting that out there. Absolutely. I am a, I mean, Virginia Union. I tell you, I've changed my life. They're the ones that this is how I was able to identify my purpose and, and really uncover who I am. My name, my business name came from being a student on Virginia Union's campus. Um, it taught me a lot about who I was and how to really uncover that new me. I had to go through a process. I had to go through a transition. I had to understand who I was and whose I was when it comes to the biblical standpoint. Um, and really learning how to become that person, you know, just uh, just the foundations in, in which Virginia Union was found on, and then the professors I had that were pouring into me, the students that I, you know, that I can definitely say that have stood by me, you know, the few that I had were who were always there, the coaches that I had were very, very instrumental into my development, into becoming the woman that I am now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out to our HBCUs as a whole. Um, you know, I, I am also a proud alumnus of Virginia State University. So, you know, shout out to all the HBCUs uh, here, uh, especially here uh, worldwide. So let's talk about some of the things that, that, you know, coming from Virginia Union University. I know you talked about your military service. And again, we appreciate your service um, as well. But then, you know, the fitness side. So you... Uh, were a cheerleader, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that was, you know, you had to be in shape for that because I've seen y'all go. <laughs> oh, yeah. My whole coach Briggs did not play any games. I, I, she, was, she always required us to be fit and fab because that's the way we are. She carries herself as a very classy lady. A very classy lady. 
Um, and she held she held high standards, and so she expected that of her squad as well. Yes, yes, you guys. I mean, you guys were just in phenomenal shape. I remember uh, one year you did the alumni uh, cheering uh, during homecoming, I believe it was. And yes. uh, yeah, so yeah, you you still can go. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I don't play any games. Like we can, we step out there. We kind of we got to come correct. That's the <laughs> only way that we can come. You know, not, none, nothing less. <laughs> nothing wrong with that that's why that, that's why i love you because you keep it real but let's talk about now when we go into the author side so uncovering the new you is it's an action memoir for women looking to identify their own strength and power and to live on purpose intentionally explain that to our viewers well you know for a while i never wanted to be a single mom I never wanted to ever be a single mom. And when I became a single mom, I forgot about who I was. I forgot about what I was, what I was positioning myself for because I, I didn't have anything. You know, I had a lot of struggles, you know, as when it comes to homelessness, um, when it comes to just hopelessness, losing my hope when I became a mom, because I didn't, I didn't have anything. I didn't have the support system that I thought I would have. You know, again, when you only have your mom and your dad or your family in itself and they're in another state, you lose, you lose sight of what, what, what's next. And when you have people in your ear telling you that now it's all about your kid, it's all about him, you can't do anything for yourself. Your dreams are pretty much out the door. When you hear stuff like that, you become defeated because it's like, wait a minute. In order for in order for my son to have, I've got to have. Right. In order for my son to do, I have to gain, right? I have to have. I have to do something. And for a while, it took me a while to understand that because, you, you know, in so many words, no one ever wants to be hurt, but hurt puts us in places and in, in a different mindset and a different perspective of how we see people, how we react to people, and how we actually execute in dealing with people. And it did. I lost the trust. I I I, I lost so much of myself in that matter. Right. Um, and with that being said, I had to learn how to take my power back when I lost mine. I had to learn how to regain the strength that I had. I knew I, I could be successful. I knew that it, was, it wasn't the end of me. It wasn't the end. Just because circumstances happen doesn't mean that it's the end for who you are and what you can become. Amen. And so I had to go and get it. When I realized, like, listen, in order for you to grow, you know, in order for your son to go, you have to grow. And so therefore, guess what? I had to grow within myself. And so when I wrote my memoir, it is a, it is a testament of my testimony. It is to show you that you can overcome your circumstances. You are not your circumstances. And your purpose is much bigger than you when you have children. So you now have no other option but to keep going. You have no option to fail. That is, that is <laughs> wow. I tell you. That is awesome right there. Are you planning on doing another book? I am. My second book will be out in November of this year. Um, it is in reference to my military career. Um, mm -hmm. It talks about everything that I went through my military career and how my military career was my angel investor for my business. Okay. 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 Now, that book, is, is that another uh, – is that going to be uh, able – to be purchased the same way that this one, uh, that your, your your previous one was? Absolutely. It will be on my website come September 1st. Good. Awesome. And tell us about Plan C. 
Oh, Plan C is a book that was is um is the the overall head archer of this book is Brittany Garth, another VUU alumni. Oh, wow. She is the owner. Yep, she is a CEO owner of Pink Inc., which is a women's co-working space in Richmond, Virginia. So please, y'all, make sure y'all go and check out Life Coach Brittany. Um, she's been my business mentor. She has been my mentor for so many years. My friend, my friend. Um, my sister, she's just simply an amazing individual. Um, she collected a bunch of us life coaches to talk about um, what you got plan A, which is yourself, right? And then you create this option that hopefully that plan B will work and it doesn't. So now you go into plan C, which is coaching. Now you're looking at it from a different perspective and giving somebody and, you know, pretty much kind of you're asking for help, right? right? You're now saying, i got to go to plan C. I've got to hire me a life coach. I've got to get somebody in here from a third eye to help me get to where I want to be in success. You know, coaches now, there are health coaches, there's business coaches, there's, um, there's myself, like transformation coaches. We, we are out there to help other people get through what we've already experienced, um, to help them understand that you're not alone in this process of what we call life. And so plan C is a workbook. That shows for it, and it's actually designed for life coaches. However, it is for those who need to understand what a life coach is, what is our purpose, and what do we serve in your life, and why is it essential to one day even invest in yourself to get one, and why we can benefit you in your growth. Wow, wow, yeah, that sounds like I need to go buy that one myself. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do because I know that the book um, um, August eighth was the day that the book actually dropped from pre sales, and now that it's out, you can find it on my website. So please go and get it. We need as many people to get this book and to know that it's beneficial um, for you because we all need help. It's a matter of reaching out your hand and saying, "Please help me." Sure. You know, help me find my way. You know, and yes, there is an investment, but it's an investment in yourself. Well, and again, there are professionals, you know, who do who, who work with you and to do what you need to do, so you can see that level of success you desire. And I think that that's important that that part that you just said right there that there are, are other proven professionals that can help, you know, you're not just getting advice from, you know, the guy down the street or from your, your, your uncle or, you know, from people that, you know, my worst thing as far as being a, a football coach is, 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 is the barbershop. You know, sometimes it's, it's the guy in the barbershop oh, that says, yeah. you know, this is how you beat this team. That's all you got to do. It's like, yeah, okay, that's all I got to do. Oh, yeah, we, I hear that a lot from my athletes as well, you know, like, hey, you've never played football, but you don't know the rules of the game. Well, I see you get defeated when you drop three passes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't have to play the game in order to know the game. I know the game, you know, from beginning to end when it comes to football. I'm a huge football fan, a basketball fan as well, um, and, I, and I know the sport. I play the sport. Um, I played almost every sport you can possibly think of. But the mindset is the number one thing that if you're not ready to play in the game and you don't have your head in the game, you will lose yourself and you will become defeated and it will show. It will show on the field where you get frustrated um, and where you're not, you know, laser focused and got hindsight on the ball and ready to, you know, really shake and move, do what you got to do. You know, you're absolutely right. And that's some of the things that, that you know, I struggle with now. Um with actual coaching and the reason why I think I'm going to, you know, start to go gently into that good night and retire and pick up the microphone full time. It's because it's a whole lot easier on this side of the table. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier. 
But, well, you know, my thing about that is that if we all did what was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be successful. You know so what? But I'll tell you what, Michelle, this that. thing right here is difficult. Um, you know, you and I, like I said, you and I have a different relationship. But this is a little different, you know, from, you know, when you're on the field blowing the whistle and then now you have a microphone in your hand. And I want to talk yeah. about that <laughs> because you know that you do that very, very well. Um, yeah. As my listeners do know, we talked about she's a transformation coach, she's an author, and she's an international speaker. So handling the microphone, and I know very well, this is a tough task. So tell us how you've made that transformation from an author, um, service woman, and now a speaker. Well, you know what? I have to say that, you know, it wasn't an easy transition because you got to believe and what your, your, what your message is. You got to believe and know what the message is. And so someone heard my message. You know, someone was watching me and they said, listen, I love what you're doing. Because like I said, I started off as a health and wellness life coach. I started off that. And again, it was trying to get people interested in understanding that it was important to have health. You know, if you wanted to do the things in life you wanted to do, I was just pushing it out there. But when you really look at it, there's so many videos, there's so many things out there talking about it, but we're not talking about the things that are underneath why we have never started our health journey or reasons why we don't feel confident enough to keep going or why we're so um, willing to quit because it's easier, right? And so I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into the individual and actually tackle the problems that we've been dealing with regardless of what type of trauma, you know, um, Trauma, it comes in so many forms. And so when someone heard the type of trauma that I'd been in, they gave me an opportunity, and I started out speaking, you know, just to a little small workshop. Mm-hmm. And then I started speaking, and I got my first international speaker speaking in, um, opportunity in Dubai. And then I was off to Paris. And then I was off to South Africa. And now I'm off to Tokyo. I just got back from Jamaica. Right. And, and, you know, just to give y'all a little tip, I'm headed to Thailand next year as well. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so, yeah, someone heard my message. Now, now here's, here's, here's where I like to get just a little bit quirky, if you don't mind. Sure, please. When you go off to, like, those places like Thailand and, 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 and you know, Dubai, how are you as an African-American woman from Virginia Union University, how are you perceived? And how are you well, received? Well, you know what? We're welcomed. I have to say that. I'm not, I mean, we're welcomed. I don't see, you're no different. Every culture has its own different establishments. And that's one of the things, it's, it's not necessarily I'm an African-American woman, but I've been through what you're being, um, what you're gone through. We may have we may have cultural differences. However, you're still you're over there homeless as well, and you're working for two dollars and fifty cents an hour. But you can sew your whole life away. Right. Do you understand your purpose? Do you understand what you can do? Right. And so it's not really necessarily about the perception. They look at me and they say, well, "Okay, well, what can you give me?" I said, "What what have you what have you done that you can relate to me? Why am I here?" Mm. Right. And so now it's about the mindset. It's about what it is that we can connect with. How do I connect with women of all cultures? It's simply because we have the same struggles. We've had, we are losing our strength. We, strength doesn't have a color and nor does success. Okay. And so it's a matter of what do you want? 
Are you tired of making the unnecessary sacrifices? Are you tired of struggling? Are you tired of not being successful? Guess what? Then we reach to relate and I can help you. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So so now I, I want to ask another question that's kind of in that same particular realm um, with speaking in reference to speaking. How does one get to be a paid speaker? Because there's a lot of us, and, and I'm going to say this, there's a lot, you know, like I know, there's a lot of them that are speakers and they just going around just talking to folk, but they ain't. <laughs> Come on now, we're on the hot seat, so we're not going to, you know, be but so politically correct. We're going to talk about it. Um, as, you know, there's a lot of people going around and just talking to folk and ain't got no qualifications and things like that. And, 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 and they call themselves a speaker here on Instagram and things like that. So how does one really become a real public paid speaker? Well, you know what? I'm still figuring that out. Because, again, we're all building a lot of my paid speaking engagements have come from women who look just like me, who started a business, created a business, began to create their LLC, but now begins to uh, create a corporation to where now we're serving. And they say, well, here, here is my budget. My budget is $900. My budget is $1,000. My budget is $200. Right. Are you willing to accept this to come and serve the community that I serve? Right. And so I'm no Lisa Nichols. I'm no, you know, Ian Levanzant. Those are two of the, my, my, my mentors, you know, from, from far away. And I look at how they started. They started off, one started off in real estate, one started off in church, one started off, you know, um, you know, doing the same thing that we're doing here. And so, and she began to invest in herself and began to establish themselves in the corporate levels. Um, and so being a paid speaker, it's about what you're worth, you know, and I, and my value is, is high. I believe it because I believe in the message that I'm offering. However, to become a paid speaker, you've got to know what your message is and who you're talking to right. and have the experience to back it up, right? Because right. a lot of what is what we go through now, if you've never been a if you've never seen me as an athlete, you would not have me on your show, right? Because it's directed towards sports, um, life. If you've never seen me in any entity and I just saw it, if you just saw what I did but had no proof, would you want me on your show talking to your audience? You're right. You're right. No. Right. You know what I mean? So you've seen me physically. You understand the process. You know my process. And you've watched my journey. And this is about the experience. Experience. You can turn your experience into a monetary value mm -hmm. because it, it, it's going to be a value to someone and something. And so... And, 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 you know, it doesn't necessarily, oh, I was homeless, I was a drug addict, I was just, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You as a coach, now you see the coaching field change. You can teach other coaches that old style coaching to now make better athletes and talk about the things you learn. You know, creating a culture for people so they understand that there's relatability. Mm -hmm. You can turn that into a, a monetary value. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I've seen it work in my life. Um, I did a, yeah. a I did a USA football thing, a little camp series with uh, with the U.S. military. We went around to different military bases and things like that, and we taught football to the kids there. And it was a tremendous experience. And and I told someone one time, I said, you know, that was probably the funnest. And I don't know if that's a word, but it was the funnest twelve days that I've ever had. Um, and 
you know, they said, why? And they said, because for 12 days, I don't think I opened a single door. I had somebody opening doors for me everywhere I went. And I, I thought that was kind of one of the coolest things. And it was and just, it felt good. And, and, and it felt good. And it was just because of the fact that at that particular juncture, I was the subject matter expert. You know what I'm saying? And I was a part of that Absolutely. team that was there. And so, yes, we got catered to and, you know, and every word that we said was the gospel. And, and it really was a rush that I thought, you know, that I, I, I actually, I'm going to say this. I've never had that feeling again. That was a rush that, you know, when you look out and you have 400 kids that don't speak English holding on to your every word and your every movement, it's kind of like kind of cool. <laughs> You know? Absolutely. But now it's like, what are you going to do? Like, how do you do that? And a lot of us, we go to these events and we never take anything from that. There are a lot of kids who speak English who need that who are willing to do that because no one is teaching them. And this is, again, and I'm not saying that all everybody's not teaching, but it's just those are kids who don't, right? And it's like, how many coaches do you need? We need good coaches, yes. coaches, coaches who are willing to teach and train. And this is one of the reasons why I became a coach, because with my son, he's had numerous amount of coaches. Right. But because I was always working, because I was always that, I had to rely on other people, take him to practice for me, take him here, take him there. I had to learn how to train my son in so many aspects because right. nobody was willing to. These coaches, quote unquote, weren't wanted to win. They wasn't willing to train. They wasn't willing to teach. They wasn't willing to educate our young, our young, our youth. And this is when they soak up the most information. But this is when they also, too, they soak up the bad habits. They soak right. up the bad behaviors when they see the kids and no one is actually hands-on with them and teaching and saying, all right, this is what you do step by step. Where do we have that now? Where do we have that where coaches are teaching step by step now? Oh, we don't have time. Oh, there's not, you know, you know, there's not enough coaches. There's not enough this. There's a lot of kids out there like that. I had to learn the game of football to teach my son how to run with the ball. Basketball the same way. Like, get out here, baby, because coaches wanted to win. Right. So it was a matter of now taking that moment. So there are kids who need that. Co coaches who, I mean, kids who need you, coaches who need us, who are, I mean, kids who need us, who are willing to just take the time and walk a kid step by step because we don't know what these kids can become if we, but we, we never teach them. And we we expect them to learn on their own or to have a love on its own. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. So, yes. yes. Well, you know, one of the things, and I just want to do station identification, you guys are on the hot seat with the coach. I am your coach, Coach Mears, and we're on Legacy Internet Radio, where independence is the key to building your legacy. You guys can follow us at www.legacyinternetradio.com and also on all our social media platforms where this interview will be available on Spotify, Apple Tunes, iTunes, Wherever you listen to your podcast, it will be available here shortly. And tonight's special guest is international speaker, author, and life coach, Miss Shanicia Ewing. Now, I want to be respectful of your time, but we are, the show is called On the Hot Seat. So therefore, um, the, the premise of the show, and I know you've seen it too, because we are, we are again, we are friends offline is, you know, it's a little controversial. And my show is a show of which my platform is to highlight those people that are movers and shakers in our area that people need to know more about. 
But in doing that, I don't want to be boring, so I want to ask some controversial questions to kind of, you know, see what your opinions are. Is that okay with you? Okay, absolutely. We can ask a few hot seat questions tonight? Sure, go for it. Good. Well, the first (laughs) question that I really want to ask is, you know, I know that you were, you know, a big-time cheerleader and you know you were in CIAA cheering and 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 that was great and cheerleaders always had to to have their pregame meal what was your favorite pregame meal (laughs) um well our coach would not allow us to eat certain things um I I because she said listen you're going to get out there you're going to be moving I don't need you getting sick on the sideline so for me I'm a vegetarian so I had salad um, I've been a vegetarian for going on 19 years now. Mm. Okay. A salad. What kind of dressing? I use, I use, I, I love um, either I, Italian. Um, I wouldn't do ranch because all that shaking and moving would cause my stomach to bubble. Right, I, didn't, right. <laughs> I didn't need that. So I did, I did a light vinaigrette or Italian. Okay, great. That, that was my easy hot seat question just to kind of get you used to what kind of questions are going to be. Now, when we had talked before, one of the things that, that, that we had mentioned was how athletes carry themselves and whether they are considered role models or not. And you had an interesting point on that and on my previous show um, with Trois After Dark. Expound on how you feel professional athletes right now should be behaving and in the likes of, you know, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott with, you know, trying to, you know, having confrontations. Um, you saw Kareem Hunt, um, you know, when he had the altercation with the young lady. Um, and you're constantly seeing our athletes in the news right now for the wrong reasons. Expound on that for us, please. You know what? In all honesty, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of accountability and personal accountability. Um, you've got to take accountability for yourself. You know, I I am I cannot say that it's the coach's fault. I cannot say it's the teammates' fault, the girls' fault. It's the individual. The individual know what they're getting themselves into when they place themselves in in in, in particular environment. Um, I believe that anybody who's mentoring, anybody who's spreading a word, regardless if it's the gospel or not, but if you're out here spreading a positive word and you're trying to get, you know, or doing something positive, sports, because it's so highlighted in our kids' life, they're considered role models, and despite they are still individuals, right? Not despite, but even still, they are individuals. But you have to be accountable for yourself, especially when you're in the public eye. How you handle yourself, the things that you say, the things that you do. Um, I do not preferably like when you, you know, to see my athletes in the media because they're portrayed like, oh, they got this money, whatever they want. You know, they're going to get off anyway. I, I don't like it. It's, I think it's, unfa- it's an unfair view, you know, and it takes a lot of their individualism away. However, they should know also that they are accountable for their actions, and they must handle themselves accordingly because they know that the media is going to chop and screw them right. in every way possible. <laughs> Houston reference for those guys that don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But, but, you know, it's, it's still it's a, it's a personal accountability thing for regardless. I'm, I'm accountable for what I say here because there, it's, it's going to be all around. And so I have to be mindful that, you know, being open and honest and truthful, but making sure that I'm authentic and I'm still myself. Right. Right. Well, this is, again, Legacy Internet Radio, and I believe I told you that before. So if you do slip up 
and I know that you won't because you're just that type of lady. But if you did slip up with a word or two, you wouldn't be penalized on this particular station. So <laughs> feel, feel free. Well, I appreciate that, you know. But still, it's just one of those things where I'm still accountable because my audience is going to listen. Your audience is going to listen. Somebody out there is going to want to say, hey, I need a life coach. But if they hear this interview and I'm up here, you know, just doing whatever, saying whatever, it, 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 it depicts me in a different light of what I'm actually, you know, saying and what, what I'm doing. Absolutely. You know, they get a lot of our athletes get out here, you know, out here for charities. They're saying, hey, you know, go, you know, support St. Jude. Go support this. Go support that. Donate this. And we're doing it because we see them doing positive things, right? Because it's like every action causes a reaction. Mm-hmm. We give because we see them doing. Because it's like, okay, they have millions, but we have pennies. Let's go ahead and give a couple of our opinions because they're supporting with their millions. Mm-hmm. Now, right? Now, and so. No, no, go ahead and finish your statement. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, it's fine. But, yeah, what I'm saying is it's like every action causes a reaction. But when they're out there like this and, they're, and, they're, and then they display something different, it takes away from the validity of what they're trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. although, yes, they're athletes, they, are, they, can, they will make mistakes. They're human. You know what I mean? They're still people regardless of their status. It's personal accountability. But, you know, with with some of these athletes, though, but do you feel like there's too much? um, And and I know with, you know, today's day and age, everybody has a phone. Everybody's, you know, has their phone secretly recording, it seems like now, which that's another topic for another day that I hate. Oh, Jesus. But, you know, with that being said, you know, it's like it seems like those celebrities they just can't have a life. You know, I, I have several uh, of, of close friends, you know, that are, are are professional athletes, and it's like they can't, you know, they can't go anywhere, they can't do anything with their kids unless there's a camera in their face. And then if they say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, now it's uh, you know they're going to sue or somebody's going to antagonize them, and and it, it's tough. So where's the the happy median, you know, of privacy over stardom you know what that's just a risk you take um i i have to say that that's a risk you take about people digging into your past digging into your life and that's one of the things about you know what are you willing to hear what are you able to handle what can you handle you know when you you know again we we can use ezekiel elliott i love him i love him you know, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, die hard all day long. I've been since the age of 13, um, <laughs> you know, so I had to put that out there. I'm not just a bandwagon fan, you know, whether we're 0-12 or 12-0, this is, 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 they still might be my number one. <laughs> but when it comes to him, you know, it's just things that he's done. His personality is out there, and it can be misconstrued. And so, you know, when you, when you have a misconstrued personality, you've been in the, been in the hot seat before, People are going to target you now, you know, because you have these unruly fans who says, oh, they think they're, you know, they're more than what they are than just a fan. They're not getting paid to be there. They want to ruin a person's career for what? You know, you have those people. However, you've got to be open to say, no, I'm not going to put myself in predicaments for that. Again, it's personal accountability. Um, you know, again, just making sure that when you go out, you're enjoying, you say hello, you do, you know, you do your business and you move on. And don't, um, you don't, feed into that negativity. You do what you have to do and you move on with your life. Right. That's kind of how you've got to be able to do that. Learning how to sustain from the idiot. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Because there are, you know, there, because there are some. You know, you can have a life. You can have a life. And when, once you get yourself in the hot seat, then you're bringing more idiots along. You know what I mean? You're bringing more people <laughs> that who who have bad um, intentions against you. You have people who just don't like you or people who just don't want to see you win, you know? Uh, and so, yeah. But but I remember one time also watching, uh, I think it was, it was one of your videos that you had done that you had said that uh, one time, I, I don't know if you were, I think you were working out or you were just got done a workout and you would said something like, <laughs> if the haters, if you don't have haters, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you something to that effect of like, if people ain't getting on you, then you must not be moving or shaking or, you know, something like that. And it was one of the things that I, I felt in my spirit too. I was like, man, that's right. Because if nobody's trying to get at me, then I must not be on the radar. Right. Yep. And that's the thing. I heard T, uh, Pastor T, uh, Bishop T.D. Jackson say that the, the other night. As well, he says your haters come when you're trying to grow. Your haters come when you start to climb, and they notice that you're changing. You know, when people say, oh, you're changing, I'm like, you know, you're right, because I don't want to be the same person I was yesterday. You know, I want to be greater than what I was. I want to be more than what I was yesterday. I, I'm sorry. I had $20 in my bank account. Today I want to have 40 mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a matter of positioning yourself in the mindset that, you know, people are going to dislike you for whatever reason. People are going to dislike you simply because you're doing more than what they are. You're willing to do the work that is required to get you where you want to go, but they're not ready. They're not willing. They want it handed to them. It's, and, and I'm not going to say everyone, but there's, there are a lot. Right. And so when you're trying to grow, other people will try and stagnate you with their negativity. And that's why I, I am a big advocate for sharing love, spreading love, and getting people out there to know that it's okay to need. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay. Yes. It's okay to say, I need help, and to go get the help you need. Regardless, people think they're perfect. They're God's gift to man. That's fine. That's your mindset. But don't let that bother you. Don't let that. You've got to transition your mindset that if you need help, you get the help. There's too many people out here who can help you to get you on your feet and to be better than you were yesterday. You don't have to look like you did yesterday. You don't have to look like your circumstances. Mm. I know that's right. I know that's right. Thank God I don't like what I've been through this week. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I want to, again, be respectful of your time. I know that you're busy. You just got off a session. Um, I want to I want to plug in two more questions before I give you a chance to plug all of your social media and how people can find you and how they can book your events and things like that. So if you weren't the international speaker, author and life coach, what would you be doing? Wow. Um so I started my career off as, um, I started off at North Carolina Central University, and I started off in, in the pre-law program. And that is where I probably would be, um, where I would have finished, uh, well, that's if I didn't get deployed um, right after that. But I was in the pre-law program before I went to Virginia Union, and uh, nine times out of ten, I would have probably been a defense attorney somewhere. Okay. That's hey, that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, my last hot seat question before again, I, I let you plug yourself into uh, legacy internet radio world. 
I use every superhero has a theme song, and my theme song that I use is "Can't Stop Me" by Jadakiss because I felt like I'm unstoppable as a coach. I felt like I'm unstoppable as a person. I feel like there's nothing you can do to stop me. That's my theme song. What is your theme song when you come out on stage? Well, I haven't done that to the, you know, as far as, um, as far as coming out to a song, but the song, um, rise up by Andrea day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lyrics are, you've been broken down and tired, tired of living a life on a merry-go-round, and you can't find the fighter, but I see it in you, so we're going to walk it out and move mountains. We're going to walk it out and move mountains. That's the first. I remember that by heart because raising my son, I had to move mountains. Being a mom who could not even, even buy her son a bag of Cheetos, and having a negative $3,000 in my bank account, and I couldn't provide. I had to understand that this is only a mountain, but I'm still moving. This mountain is not on top of me, but I'm, you know, so that means I can still get up and move, even if I have to climb the mountain to get over it, if I have to push it out of my way, or I had to go around it. Regardless, this mountain was only in front of me. It wasn't on me. So that means it wasn't keeping me bound. I was the only person doing that. And so I had to rise up out of that mindset that I was still because this, this mindset, this mountain, this circumstance was in front of me. Nothing, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And therefore that mountain didn't. My circumstances as a single mom, as a homeless mom, you know, battling other issues, battling depression and anxiety. That mm. was only a mountain that I could climb. I could get around or I could move out of my way. Mm. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. That has been a, that was a powerful word right there. As my pastor said right there, don't ruin that. leave on that there you go and so this is what i want to do for my listeners i want to i want you to give an opportunity to uh plug yourself to my listeners let them know where they can find you on social media let them know your your web page let them know how they can more importantly book you for either speaker services or buy your book um, so if anyone ever um, is on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you can find me as Trainer Nisi, N-E-S-I. You can find me as Life Coach Nisi, in, again, N-E-S-I, and author um, Nisi Ewing. My website is www.authornisiewing.com. You can purchase my books. You can post, uh, get coaching services. Um, and you can also read all about me there. My blog is there as well. Um, if you want to email me a little bit more personable, you can email me at info at authornisiewing.com. That is amazing. This is probably one of the most amazing and in-depth interviews that I've had. And I've had quite a few, but thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to speak to us, to speak to, uh, Legacy Internet Radio and all of our listeners. Um, are there any parting words for us? No, just continue to believe in you. Don't stop. Don't, don't, don't ever stop what it is. You are, give yourself permission to dream. 
Because when you give yourself permission to dream, you give yourself permission to execute. And when you give yourself permission to execute, you give yourself permission to open up the doors for other opportunities because there's possibility in every circumstance. And so just just know, just don't quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. Legacy Internet Radio, author, speaker, life coach, Miss Nisi Ewing. Thank you so much for calling on the show, Miss Ewing. Thank you so much. I'll have this interview available for you uh, tomorrow on all podcast services, on all where you can find your podcast so your listeners can have this as well. And we thank you for joining the show. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was powerful. That was, that was an incredible interview from an incredible lady. If you guys don't know how to find her, again, um, her website is www.authornisiewing.com. And she can be found on all social media platforms as well. She has a wonderful website. Uh, very well done. Very neat. Um, you guys should go check her out. And for anybody that wants to hire her for speaking engagement, she's available for hire uh, for that, too. She's an incredible lady. And she can be found um, going to be coming up soon in Baltimore, Maryland, at Uncovering Passion to position for purpose. And that's in Baltimore, Maryland in September 2019. And she's also going to be scheduled to be at the Lee Missionary Baptist Church in Maple Hill, North Carolina in November. So please check her out. And right now we're going to take a small break and when we come back, we'll play some of the interviews from the Richmond Public Schools Football Media Day, the first ever one that was hosted at John Marshall High School yesterday, and Legacy Internet Radio was in the building in full force with everybody there. We'll talk about it a little bit more um, after this particular break. in the world and God we trust an architect doctor maybe an actress but nothing comes easy it takes much practice like I met a woman who's becoming a star she was very beautiful leaving people in awe singing songs Lena Horn but the younger version hung with the wrong person got a strong one at heroin cocaine sniffing up drugs all in the nose could have died so young now looks ugly and old no fun cause now when she reaches for hugs people hold their breath cause she smells of corrosion and death watch the company you keep and the crowd you bring cause they came to do drugs and you came to sing so if you're gonna be the best i'ma tell you how put your hand in the air and take the vow i know i can, I know I can. be what i wanna be, be, what I wanna be. If, I work hard at it, if i work hard at it i'll be where i wanna be Boys and girls, listen again. This is for grown looking girls who's only 10. The ones who watch videos and do what they see. As cute as can be. Up in the club with fake ID. Careful, for you meet a man with HIV. 
you can host a TV like Oprah Winfrey. Whatever you decide, be careful, some men be rapists. So act your age, don't pretend to be older than you are. Give yourself time to grow. You're thinking he can give you wealth, but so young boys, you can use a lot of help, you know. You're thinking life's all about smoking weed and ice. You don't want to be my age and can't read and write. Begging different women for a place to sleep at night. Smart boys turn them in and do whatever they wish. If you believe you can achieve, then say it like this. I know I can, I know I can be what I want to be. be if I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. Now, go. We came to this country We were kings and queens Never porch monkeys There was empires in Africa called Kush Timbuktu where every race came to get books To learn from black teachers Who taught Greeks and Romans Asian Arabs and gave them gold When gold was converted to money It all changed Money then became empowerment for Europeans The Persian military invaded They heard about the gold The teachings and everything sacred Africa was almost robbed naked Slavery was money So they began making slave ships Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went He wasn't shocked that the mountains were black faces Shot up their nose to impose what basically Still goes on today, you see If the truth is told, the youth can grow They'll learn to survive until they gain control Nobody says you have to be gangsters, hoes Read more, learn more, change the globe Ghetto children, do your thing Hold your head up, little man, you're a king Young princess, when you get your wedding ring Your man is saying, she's my queen I know I can be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I wanna be. I know I can be what I wanna be. Be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, if I work hard at it, I'll be where I wanna be. y'all save the music y'all save the music y'all save the music y'all save the music yo you man you ready to drop this man yay we'll kick it from kick it down kick down kick down kick down Let it be, 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 let it be
girlies wet from sweat In the corner people sitting down They had as much as they can possibly get Meanwhile I'm lamping Feeling like a champion Push up on a cutie phone digits I'm stamped I'm the place was packed though Stuffed like an Oreo Everybody broke for a heavy deep video Fucking in stereo People said here we go A cutie down the front said heavy You're my hero Understand this Before you make a comment There's always a meaning In a heavy deep statement In this life I strive for improvement Be your own god Follow your own movement Love is a legend Me I'm legendary at it Flipping on the mic Makes me a rapping acrobat Don't try to swing Cause you couldn't even Hey, hey, We got our own thing Anybody let them all be down with you Stay self-managed, so get self-taught Be your own man, don't be borrowed, don't be bored Started with a power and I'ma end it with a bang Bang, we got our own thing Hey, what's going on, Legacy Internet Radio World? This is your coach, live on the hot seat with the coach, and we just heard from the international speaker, author, and life coach, Nessie Ewing, and that was awesome. And so what we had this week, um, we had in the city of Richmond, we had Richmond's first annual Public Schools Football Media Day put on by John Marshall High School and Coach Phil Sims, and they invited us, they had all the city schools out, and they invited us to come out, members of the media, and Legacy Internet Radio was involved. We had uh, Marcus J from Ain't No Half Stepping with Marcus J. Of course, El Capitan, he was there. Um, we had Sonia Staples from Prisons of Promise was there. We had Joy Donaldson from My Depression Got Jokes was there. So we were all there in full force with Legacy Internet Radio to cover these athletes getting some exposure from John Marshall High School, George Wythe High School, Huguenot High School, and Thomas Jefferson High School. Um, so what we'll try to do is we'll try to replay a few of those interviews and let you guys see what they have intact for you guys this year. Good afternoon, guys. We are live on the hot seat with the coach. We have Sonia Staples behind the camera. We have Joy Donaldson here. We have El Capitan. And we are here with the host school, the John Marshall Justices, and my good personal friend, Coach Phil Sims. Coach, nice to see you again. Good seeing you, man. Appreciate you coming out. Oh, anything for you. We told you that before. Anything for you. So tell us, what's your expectation for the, for the Justices this year? 
I mean, since we've been here, uh, our goal has always been a state championship. Uh, that does not change this year. Uh, that's definitely our goal and our mindset and our mentality. That's how we're preparing each and every day uh, through training camp, and we'll continue to prepare that way throughout the season. Uh, we've got a tough challenges schedule ahead of us, but in the end of, at the end of the day, we understand that we take care of our business. We'll be right where we want to be at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about, again, just, just being – um, the challenges. We're just going to talk about some challenges. Again, we're on the hot seat, so we're going to start with that. So what are some of the challenges that you guys have to overcome going into this season that is just going to make this season that much more special? Uh, I mean, for City School, our, our depth, our numbers is always a, a question. Uh, this is the, the most kids we've had at this point in time since I've been here, so that's encouraging. Uh, we expect to continue to grow the program. Uh, but, that, of course, that's always our biggest concern is our depth and our numbers. Uh, we feel talent-wise we can match up with anybody we play. Uh, so that's the good side of it. The negative side is sometimes we don't have the numbers that some of the other programs we play against have. Uh, so if we can kind of get through that, uh, make it through the season successfully, healthy, I feel good about where we are. Now, the playoff atmosphere um, going into the, the reclassification has changed a little bit. When you guys get into the playoffs this year, if you guys get into the playoffs healthy, how deep of a run can it be for the Justices? I think the sky's the limit as far as what this team and this program can accomplish this year. Um, I think we're in a great position. This is the biggest senior class we've had since I've been here. It's the most experienced senior class we've had since I've been here. It's the most talented senior class we've had since I've been here. Um, as a collection, this, this group, as a team, is experienced. Uh, there's a great leadership about this team. There's an accountability about this team. Uh, and there's a high level of talent on this football team. I'm excited to see what happens when it's all put together. Um, but I think the sky's the limit as far as where we can go as a team and as a program this year. Tell me some of the guys that you have sitting with you now and why you chose to bring these guys with you. Uh, first, we got Arik Thomas, Rico, uh, returning quarterback, uh, first team all region, 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns. Uh, returning starter at running back, Damian Harris. Uh, Damian finished with over 400 yards in the last four games of the regular season in the postseason. Uh, Michael Merritt, second leading receiver last year. Um, lightning in the bottle. Uh, excited to see what he can do this year, three-year starter. Jordan Miles, returning starter, uh, guard, tackle, does it all. The big man up front, the leader of the of the, of the big guys up front. So uh, this is our leadership council. This is our, our captains. Uh, these are the representatives of John Marshall football. Uh, they handle, they're handling their business in the classroom first, uh, on the field. Uh, they hold their teammates accountable. They hold themselves accountable. Uh, so these guys have earned the right to sit at this table. Big shoes to fill. Guys, listen, this guy here, if you don't know who this guy is, well, I'm not going to tell you. You guys got to figure that out by yourself. But let's get to the players. So the quarterback here. Now, I'm going to talk to you first because sitting right next to this guy and being in the room with this guy with all his accomplishments, how much pressure do you feel on you? Um, it's a lot of pressure because, you know, he was a good quarterback. And everybody is good. <laughs> I, was, I, was pretty, I was pretty decent in the last one. You missed right. that one. I was decent in the last right. one. Just good. I'm getting, every interview I get a little bit better, I guess. Um, so, I mean, everybody expect him being a good quarterback. Everybody expect him to have a good quarterback on the team. So, it's like, um, it's a lot of pressure. But he pushed me to be better and, you know, get the job done so we could be successful. Good. So, with that being said, what are some of the expectations that you have for your offense this year? Um, 
some expert um I expect us to, you know, guard our game. We should score a lot of I want us to score a lot of points, you know. Get out early, get ahead early, so we don't have to worry about it all at the end. That's about it. With with being the leader on the team, you have to make some real hard decisions. I'm gonna give you a hard decision right now. What's your favorite pregame meal? Favorite <laughs> favorite um I don't know. All right, so we got the 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 lady. She brings food for us. So it's the meatballs she make. Them, yeah, those, those good. That was the best. That's the best thing she brought up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that pregame meals. I tell you. <laughs> so the running backs here. State your name, your classification. Damian Harris, class of 2020. Damian Harris, class of 2020. There you go. So Damian, what's your expectation offensively this year? Uh, I expect us to. Blow everybody out the water. Um, I expect the offense to score every quarter, every time we get the ball, and just, you know, finish every drive the way we should. Now, coming back last year, coming back from last year's team, what do you think the difference is between this year's team and last year's team is? I think we're more dedicated, more bought in, and the confidence is way higher this year. Like, we, we, they seen how far we went last year and how far we can actually get this year. I think everybody's more dedicated. Now, I ask everybody like a real weird question, but I think you're kind of like the superhero on this panel. Every superhero has a theme song. What would yours be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Every superhero has one. Probably. Boys to Men on Bending Knee. A little different from the running back coming out the box, but hey, I'll take it, man. Whatever gets you motivated. <laughs> State your name and position, please. Michael Mack, class of 2020. All right, Michael, so you're a wide receiver, DB? Yes, sir. So, offense or defense for you? I like both. Why both? I don't know. Like, I can't just choose. Like, I like both. I love both. So you like to hit and you like to run and catch. Yeah. Okay. So what's your expectation for you personally this year, offensively? Um, my expectation is to be the leading receiver and as a team, be consistent. Like, put up as many points as we can, be everybody we play. Now that's a good – consistency is key. And I think with – the offensive staff that this guy has assembled and with the the offensive brilliance that he has, I expect for you to have well into 750, maybe 1,000 yards. Is that doable for you? Yes, sir. Do you have any aspirations for after high school? Go to college. For free? Yes, sir. Anywhere? Not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's, here's the question I'm going to ask you. If you weren't playing football, what other sport would you be good at? I don't know. I'm an athlete, so like any sport, any yeah, sport. ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So state your name and your position. Jordan Miles, class 2020, O-lineman. So with you being the, the, the anchor of the O-line, what do you expect from your offensive line specifically this year? To just push, like every rep, give it 100%. Um, like, don't like... Don't stop, even though, like, you know, 
you miss a block, just keep going. Just next play, like learn that it's always another play. Keep it 100 percent. Now I'm gonna ask you this. So with your expectation of the offense and your expectation from the defense, do you think the Justices will be strong defensively this year? Yes, sir. Why so? We will really bring that pressure on the outsides with our defensive ends. They're very strong, very quick, very fast. Like, yeah, I really think our defense will pressure the quarterback, pressure uh, running back. Yeah. That's. Now let me ask you the same question that I asked your your quarterback. What's your favorite pregame meal? You're a big guy, so I know you want it. It's the same thing, the meatballs. The meatballs. That's your so coach. So when the meatballs come, I think we we gotta. Yeah, we need to get a plate. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, listen, you guys are live on the hot seat with the coach. You have Sonya Stables from Prison to Promise. You got Joy Donaldson. Depression got jokes. You got El Capitan from the flagship. Ain't no half step in Marcus J. We're here with the whole school, the John Marshall Justices. With the battery park Viking right there. I just had to shout that out. Okay, I got it. And we're back. You guys have heard the first school and that was the host school the john marshall justices now we'll go on and you'll listen to the interview from the huguenot falcons all right guys you are on the hot seat with the coach i am your coach coach mears legacy internet radio sonia staples here marcus J. the whole family we're here with the huguenot falcons Huguenot Falcons are led by these three huge athletes, I tell you. But this is what I want to do. Talk to your coach first, and then I'll talk to the athletes later, okay? Coach, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Coach Mears, tell me your expectations for this year, and tell me exactly what you're thinking about going forward with this new group. Um, my expectations for this year, of course, every coach wants to win the championship. Um, but in order to do that, you have to be lucky enough to, you know, battle through injuries and make sure you know your team is well conditioned and in shape for that long haul during the season and I feel like our strength and conditioning coach did a very good job with that this offseason um, I believe this is the first uh, not the very first but these past two years are the first times that they really had a true offseason awesome. workout um, so therefore we're really excited about our guys going into this season um, with preparation if you was to see videos from when we first got started um, in January with our off-season workouts to now, you'll see a big transformation in our guys um, as far as conditioning-wise and weight room-wise. So we have very big expectations for this senior heavy leg class. Um, so therefore, we expect big things from them. Um, and just as far as on the team-wise um, perspective, get the ball out into our open guys as fast as possible so they can make plays in the open field. Um, we have very quick, explosive guys that just like to make plays. So we just want to get the ball into their hands and let them do what they do best. Well, now that you've mentioned those explosive players, tell me who about, who are the players that you brought with you today? Um, I would like for them to introduce themselves um, so they can get more experience, you know. They will. Introducing themselves, but for right now, Makai Briggs, Manquel Ross, Kevin Gales, and Derek Starks. Um, these four guys are uh, coming back from last year's team, um, and we expect big things from them. Are they seniors? All four of them are seniors, class of 2020, so senior heavy class like I stated before so I'm very excited to see what these guys want to do for the senior year. Coach it's your first year there at Huguenot so tell me what's going to separate this year's team from last year's team under your tutelage. Um, this year is my first year as a head coach over at Huguenot High School. Um, a lot of things uh, 
went well for them last year. Well, went well for us last year. Um, I was just a offensive court, offensive run game coordinator and offensive line coach. So this year we're a little bit more athletic on the offensive line. So we expect to be able to move a little bit better, um, spread the ball out a little bit more, and run the ball. Um, I'm big on running the ball, so therefore you're gonna see multiple offenses um, to exploit defenses. So that's what my plan is this year. Well, we're happy to have you. Um, now I'm going to get on to your players and see what they have to say. Give me your name, position, and your classification, please. Makai Briggs, linebacker, Huguenot High School. Tell me, Makai, your expectation for this year. Uh, coming into your senior season, uh, what do you have planned for us this year? Expectation for this year is states, pretty much. We all, our last year is pretty much, we just want to, go all the way as far as possible. Now, you're linebacker and running back, correct? Yes, sir. Which do you like better, offense or defense? Defense. Why? I love to hit. <laughs> you have anger issues? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now here. Here's my, my crazy question. What's your favorite pregame meal? Chick-fil-A. Kid must have deep pockets right there, Chick Fil A. Well, that's twelve dollars a pop. I gotta talk to you about that. You might not let me, let me let me hold something. Right, let me hold yeah. something. You know, so you got like that. State your name and position, sir. Uh, Manquel Ross, wide receiver, class of twenty twenty. Mr. Ross, now you would be considered the small guy on this staff, right? Yes, sir. Now, with that means you must be fast. Yes, sir. Can you tell us how your speed is going to be able to to work into the system? Well, I feel like I'm going to be a lot harder to tackle this year. Our strength and conditioning coach, he does a great job with like uh, making us lift. So I feel like my speed plus my strength is going to be a lot harder to tackle this year. A lot harder to tackle. Now, um, are you considered like a speedster only or are you considered to be more of a, of a well-rounded player? I'm a balanced player. You're a balanced player. That's yes, great. Yes, sir. That's great. So do you have any aspirations about where you're going to try to attend school this year? Uh, not yet. Just going to see what God got planned for me. Amen. I like that answer right there. I like that answer right there. State your name and your position, please. Kevin Gales, wide receiver, class of 2020. All right, so we got two receivers here. So are you just strictly a receiver or do you play some defense as well? I play free safety on defense. Ah, which one do you like better? Wide receiver. Really? Yes, it is. So, okay, so yeah. so tell me why. I like wide receiver because it gives me opportunity to catch the ball in any predicament and it gives me time to really hype my um hype my teammates up and so you considered to be the energy guy on your squad? I can tell that. I can tell that. So here here's my question. Every superhero has a theme song. What would be your theme song? I'm a fan of Spider-Man, so it'll be some retaining the Spider-Man. Okay, okay, great answer, <laughs> great answer. All right, my guy right here. I gotta be, I gotta be. Hey, I gotta be careful. This guy here is a mammoth of a man right here. State your name and your position, sir. Derek Starks, left tackle, class of 2020. Left tackle, class of 2020. Boy, look here. Back in my day, if I had a left tackle like this. I might not have went to Virginia State University. I might have went somewhere else. But hey, listen. <laughs> so tell me, um, coming, what's your expectation this year coming back to this squad? Uh, my expectation is to win a ring and be better than I was last year and not go four and six again. There you go. So you have 
definite expectations to get better. So personally now, what have you done personally to get yourself better this year? Lose weight. Wow. <laughs> I lost a lot of weight. You lost a lot of weight. How yeah. much weight did you lose? Like 20, 25, 30 pounds. How'd you do that? That man right there. There you go. <laughs> so your coaches put you in position to do that. Yeah. So you feel like you're in the best shape of your life? Yes, sir. And you're going to take that out on some of the... Yes, sir. Do you have any aspirations for what school that you think you'd like to go to next year or schools on your radar so far? Uh, I mean, whatever school offers me, that's the school I'm going to go to. That's what's up. Now, you being a big guy like myself, I know you like to eat. Yeah. What's your favorite pregame meal? Cadova. Hey, listen, these guys got they, they got too much money. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this all out. <laughs> what kind of budget they got over here? <laughs> Chick-fil-A and Cadova this year, I tell you. This is Coach on the hot seat. Huguenot Falcons. Thank you guys. That was the Huguenot Falcons interview that we had there. And next up, you're going to hear the Thomas Jefferson Vikings. Here we go. Hey, you guys are live on the hot seat with the coach. We are here at John Marshall High School where I am your host. And we are here with Legacy Internet Radio. And I'm here with Coach PJ from the Thomas Jefferson High School Vikings. And Coach... Tell us, what is your expectation for this year's team? Um, the expectation this year is to win. We, we moved to Division Two, so not only do we think we can supposed to win a couple games, we think we're supposed to make a deep run. And by deep run, the anticipation will be Salem, Virginia at the end of the year. Now, speaking of Salem, Virginia, you guys have had a stacked team with some of your, your former players going on to do some great things. Um, we're talking about uh, you have players that right now at West Virginia State, your players at Villanova. You have some really good former players right now that are doing some big things. What can you expect from this year's senior leadership going forward that is going to be different from the guys that you had last year? This year, I expect the leadership to be more focused on what we do on the field. Uh, I want them to show the younger kids and lead through example. I know sometimes it just can't be vocal leadership, but you have to show and, and, and lead them that way. I, th I think this team, you know, they want, it's a will to win. At the end of the day, when it's a will to win, you're not, a, you're not hoping you win. You had the will and you expect to win. I think that'll lead to great accomplishments. Now, last question for you is tell me the players that you expect to have a great impact on this year's season. Well, I expect most of my seniors to be back and have an impact. Uh, most people know around the region, we have Shamar Graham. He was our leading rusher and leading tackler last year. Uh, we also have a transfer quarterback, Jalen Tyler from Huguenot, who I think he can open up to help open up the offense and make it more balanced. You you just can't key in our run game like you've done the last two years. We'll be able to throw the ball. We have um, Jacoby Harrison. He's a cornerback and a wide receiver. And we're bringing back, you know, probably the biggest O-line. And this is the most happiest I've been about the O-line in my three years at Thomas Jefferson. We have Christian Woolridge on one side, he's 6'5", 270. Then we have um, Salah Hawash on the other side, he's 6'8", 350. So th th this is the happiest I felt on the, about the old line in my three years at Tommy Jefferson. Well, Coach, this right here makes me happy. <laughs> I hear numbers like that. But, Coach, I really appreciate you. And, of course, the focus is not going to be on you. The focus is going to be on your players today. So what we want to do is we want to talk to the guy that's wearing number one. If you would please introduce yourself, tell him your name, the position, and what's your classification, please. Jalen Tyler, quarterback, 2020, class of 2020. 
So, Mr. Tyler, so you're the quarterback, so you're going to be the guy that he is handing the keys to the car to this year. What's your expectation for this team offensively and some of the goals that you're setting for yourself? I mean, it was always a winning team. I just bring in a passing offense to a running team, and, you know, we can open up the playbook more and just just to win games, man. Go with 10-0. I tell you what, now you guys have a, a traditionally you guys have been a roster that has been loaded with speed. Is your speed this year something that you're going to be able to 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 adapt to coming from your transfer from this year? Yeah, I can. I will be able to adapt to it. You know, it's uh, faster, bigger. You know, stronger. Stronger. Yeah. You didn't have that offensive line where you were before. Uh, Close to it. Close to yeah, it. Yeah, close to it. So you got you're kind of spoiled then, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So who? Cool. So here's here's my question that I want to ask. Just the transfer. What's your pregame meal? <laughs> what you eat pregame meal? What's your favorite pregame meal? Peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it basic. Keeping it basic. Nothing wrong with that. Listen. Stay healthy. I will see you next week. All right. Stay healthy. Let's get on to number two. State your name and the position and your classification, sir. Shamar Grant, running back, linebacker, 2020. So you're the guy that gets all these rushing yards. So for the expectation is coming from this huge line that your coach just put out in the forefront, what's your expectation for yourself this year, personally? Being the, well, from last year, it was really just throwing it to us. I wasn't really prepared for it, but I always trained well. So this year now I'm prepared for it. I say I would be one of not – if not the best, one of the best running backs in the city. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think the way that the school has prepared you, the way coach has prepared you, you have probably one of the better coaches um, in in the region right now with Coach PJ. I'm not just saying that because he's well-respected, but I'm saying that because the numbers have shown it. But tell me about your offensive line and how big they are and how you're you going to use them to kind of propel the team. Well, I... First, I'll just start off by I love my guys off the field. So we normally talk on the game. We play the game together, everything. So it's not only on the field. It's very great friends off the field as well. So that leads to great on-field performances. Awesome. Do you have any college aspirations for this year? Yes, I do. I have a lot of D1s I would like to pursue more with with my film. And not only film, but being a great leader as well. So... Awesome. That's a phenomenal answer right there. But here's my question. Every superhero has a theme song. What would be your theme song? Uh, let me see. I'll be... I had to go with something like a Superman type of theme. So. Okay. Okay, so I expect to see you having a Superman jersey on. Yeah. All right. I'll, like, I stole, like I told the young man, I'll see you on Wednesday, sir. Yeah, sure. See you on Wednesday. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I'll state your name. Christian Woolrich. Position? Left tackle. Right tackle. Right tackle. And your classification? 2020. 2020. And do you have any expectations for this year for yourself personally? Um, yeah, to go above and beyond, be better than I was last year, and to perform in my best capabilities. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So with that being said, you're the anchor of the line, right? Yeah. Do you do you have any guys other than yourself that, that you need to promote? Um, yeah, uh, the left tackle Salah. He's uh, like he towers over me. He has a lot of weight over me. So, but he's overall he's a really good, solid dude. Um, we get along outside of football, and uh, we motivate each other at practice. When one of us is tired, the other one picks the other one up. We just keep a level head and hope to 
lead the offense this year. Awesome. Now, here's one of the things I want to ask you. Now, you're a big guy like me, so that means you like to eat. What's your favorite pregame meal? A McChicken. <laughs> <laughs> My guy, I'll see you on Wednesday too, sir. All right. State your name, classification, and your position, please. Uh, Jacoby Harrison, 2020, and I play cornerback and wide receiver. Corner and wide receiver. Now, traditionally, watching TJ from afar, corner and wide receiver has been their staple. They've had, I mean, good guys from Anwa to, I mean, you've had some some studs. You're wearing his jersey. That's why I said that name. So you got, you've had some studs over there at wide receiver and at corner. You have big shoes to fill, sir. How do you think that you're going to be able to handle those expectations going into the year? Um... I feel like my past seasons playing for TJ has uh, prepared me for it. Um, I got a lot of game time my sophomore year uh, playing under Anwa and Dre, uh, Keandre, who's at ODU now running track. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we prepare well. Um, I'm just, I think I'm ready because I have the experience. There you go. Now, experience is the best teacher. Now, with that being said, which side of the ball do you like better, offense or defense? Definitely defense. Why so? Um, I don't know. I'm just a defensive type of guy. So you're angry? You like to hit people? Yeah. You have anger issues? No. Okay. Just asking. <laughs> so, like I like I asked your running back, every superhero has a theme song. What would be your theme song? Um, from... A theme song that's already like made now. It would be Stargazing by Travis Scott. Stargazing by Travis Scott. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, like I told the other guys, I will see you on Wednesday, sir. Good luck to you guys here. I'm finished. You guys are on the hot seat with the coach, Legacy Internet Radio, Thomas Jefferson Vikings. We'll see you guys next week. All right, guys, we are live on the hot seat with the coach. I am your coach, Coach Mears. We have Sonya Staples from Purchase the Promise. We have Joy Donaldson back there with the camera. We have El Capitan from Legacy Internet Radio, and I am here with the head coach from the Armstrong Wildcats. Coach, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Coach. But tell us who you are and where you're coming from, Coach, because this is your first year. I'm from Heritage High School from Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, been coaching at Heritage High School since 2017. Um, you know, we got a great opportunity here at Armstrong and um, just excited to get started. Now, tell me, coming from Heritage, coming to Richmond City, it's going to be a little bit of a change. So tell me how you're going to adapt to that change. Well, uh, we got to get the kids out. Uh, we, we're hurting with numbers right now, but uh, we feel that the guys that we do have, they're all very co very competitive. They all come in, work hard every single day, um, and, and they do everything they ask. They all want to stay after to get better. And so as long as we have that mentality, uh, we feel that we'll be just fine. Now, what are some of the expectations that you have from your, from your coaching staff and from your senior leadership? Well, coming from Heritage High School, you know, last two years been in the state game, so our expectation is just to win championships. And so we want to establish a championship culture here, and that's the first and first thing that we talked about when I got here. And so um, regardless of what the past may hold, um, this is a new season, and that we feel that we have expectations, we have goals, and that we feel that we can, you know, stay in ball games and um, hang in there and fight to the very end and finish.
that would be very big, very important for us. Um, we feel that we can have a successful season. Now tell me, what, why are these guys here and what makes these guys so special? Well, I can just talk about each and every one of them uh, individuals that got my uh, wide receiver right here. We feel that, um, you know, just, just size alone, I actually have a brother who's a defensive back freshman um, at Liberty. And um, he was our top guy at Heritage High School as far as receivers and defensive backs. And um, I see the same work ethic, the same characteristics in um, Eli. And, um, you know, he's a hard worker. He wants to learn and um, everything. He's very coachable. And then on top of that, he's trying to figure out ways to get better. And so um, that and just going throughout the course of the season, we feel that, you know, he'll be able to accomplish his goals and his aspirations that he has set out for himself. Um, my quarterback, he, he's a first-year guy, didn't play last year, but um, he has a baseball background. And so at that quarterback position, you know, it's, it's important to have arm talent. And so with the arm talent that um, he's displayed here in practice lately, along with he has a football mind. You know, he loves the game of football. Um, he's picked up the concepts very easily. Um, it was very night and day as soon as we inserted him into um, the lineup. And so, you know, practice has been running very smoothly since then. Um, our, our running back, another hardworking guy, he's been with the program, you know, since since day one, kind of grew up the program. So he's seen the ups and downs of the program. Um, you know, he, he wants to be great. He wants to go to college. He, he, he has the characteristics that we need to be a great um, downhill style running attack. Um, and we feel that, you know, him along with a couple of other running backs that we have in the, uh, in the stable, that um, we'll be able to do the things we need to do as far as moving the ball and controlling the clock and uh, winning the time possession game. Uh, we got Dink and uh, Mr. Mosley, and we feel like he, he's just, he brings a nastiness to him. He'll, he'll go both ways for us. He'll be on the offensive line. He'll be on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we feel, you know, as long as he understands that alignment assignment technique, he's an older guy. He, um, he understands what we talk about when we talk about E plus R equal O. So he understands how to build up his teammates. He understands what to say to his teammates when they may feel that things are hard, they're facing adversity. You know, he understands all of that. And so with that maturity that we have in the trenches, you know, the game is won or lost in the trenches. And so um, we feel having him having a a nasty type attitude guy, a guy that, you know, we'll take in the, I would rather have me in the back alley to face any competition. Um, you know, he, he fits that mold. And so we can get that guy to spread those characteristics, attributes to our other um, interior linemen and defense alignment, offense alignment, including our freshmen who coming along. You know, we feel that we'll, we'll be just fine. Now, we all know that in the city schools, it's not a very diverse type of culture. So right. you are really uh, so speed is going to be something that's going to be vital for you. Is this probably one of your fastest teams that you've ever had? Well, that's the first thing I said to the, um, to the last guy who talked to me. Um, the first thing I got here, you know, I, I know the records and the culture. It may be a little different from Heritage High School and um, Armstrong, but um, Heritage has athletes. And that's one thing, you know, you look at their track championships and the indoor, outdoor track teams that they put out of Heritage High School year in, year out. You know, the first thing I got here, I looked at it, you know, from quarterback all the way down to wide receiver to linemen to corners and safeties and defense alignment and linebackers athletically you know we match it and um and uh, we feel speed athleticism you know that's there so now it's just a matter of building the football fundamentals building the football um skills that we need and um you know 
the things that I learned at Hayes High School, I, I feel, and Coach Bradley would say it all the time. He, he would say, man, this is probably one of the better staffs in the whole state. And it was just a big think tank over there of how can we get guys better as football players and, um, you know, and, and build them up as men and do things outside of football. But um, speed and athleticism, it, it, we don't like that at all over here. So we're Good. fine. Well, Coach, I, I thank you. I congratulate you for um, getting the job. And now I'm going to move on to your defensive I'm sorry, your offensive uh, line coach. Please state your name and where you're coming from. Hello, how you doing? My name is Kareem Hall, and I'm from the Richmond, Virginia area. I'm a graduate of John Marshall High School. Um, I coached at John Marshall High School from 2014 to 2016. Um, while being at John Marshall High School, I I helped restore the roar on the north side by bringing a thousand-yard rusher to the north side. Now, um, my buddy. Corey Davis, my college roommate from Liberty University. Um, he got the head coaching job at Armstrong High School. He he brought me in as assistant. I'm his right hand man, and um, together our plan is to help restore the role in the East End at Armstrong High School. Um, I feel that we have the talent. The talent is there. We're coming to change the culture and help these guys be successful on and off the football field. Um, Dink, his name is Dashawn Mosley. This is my left guard. He, he's that guy. He's that guy. He keep me on my toes. He know all his calls. He know his assignments. He pick his brothers up. Now, once we get everybody to fall, fall in line with that, I mean, the sky's the limit for Armstrong. You know, they, they have great athletes all over the building. We're trying to get everybody to come out for football. Um, once, once we change that culture and everybody buys into the system, who knows? Tell me what, what you're looking for forward to mostly this year from this particular team? Um, from this particular team, I'm looking for them to be consistent and gel. Once we start clicking and, and we gel as that, that real team, oh man, I'm, it's going to be a scary sight facing other teams. That's what we're talking about. Let's get on to the players now. If you would please state your name, position, and your classification. My name is Dashaun Mosley. Uh, I play left guard and DN. Now they call you Dink. Where'd that come from? My parents. <laughs> <laughs> now they said that the coach, now we talked to both your coaches and both your coaches said that you were the guy in the trenches. So offense or defense for you, which one is better? Defense. Why? Because I get to hit people. Do you have anger issues? Yes. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your personal goals for this year, sir? Uh, go to the play, well, make it far. You know what I'm saying? In the football season. Now, let me ask you like I'll ask everybody else. Every superhero has a theme song. What would yours be? I don't know. Gotta have one, man. One man can change the world. There you go. There you go. There you go. Great answer. Great answer. State your name, classification, and position you play. Um, Perry Holmes, class of 2020, and I play running back. What other sport would you be playing? Baseball. Guy after my own heart. State your name, position, and classification. My name is Jermaine DeBone. My teammate's name is Ela. I'm a wide receiver and cornerback. Class of 2020. Class of 2020. Offense or defense? Um, I have to say offense. Why? I like the receiver position. I like the, the fact that I can outsmart my opponent. It's a one-on-one. -on -one. I just feel like they can't check me, so. Now, they can't check you, but can this guy get you the ball? He can give me the ball. He's all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. I feel like uh, we're both, we, we need a lot more. 
teamwork. Okay. As we as we get more of those in, just you know, building a bond with each other, it's it's gonna be something to something to see. So, what's your expectations for you personally this year as a receiver? Um, personally, I want to have the best season that I've ever had, but also I want I want my name to be somewhere. I want to be somebody that people look at, okay. somebody that people notice. So you're a superhero. My superhero. Probably say it used to be the Hulk. And what's your theme song? Um, but it'd probably be the Batman theme song. Batman theme song. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, listen, guys, I've had a great time with you guys live on the hot seat. Cause you're I like a coach. Blake, man. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you are live on the hot seat with the coach John Marshall High School. This is the Armstrong Wildcats. Get ready for them to start roaring in the East End. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. <laughs>